It's the Macho Man. Welcome to a tale of two rivals. That was a terrible Macho Man. But anyways. My ears, Todd. (laughs) I had a good time. Welcome back to a tale of two rivals. Um, Our whole point of this podcast is we have a numbers nerd versus a champion. And we discuss our different viewpoints as two different guys who look at things two different ways and try to find some sort of consensus to share it with you, our listeners. I am indeed the winner and reigning Dynasty champion, Todd FF Banterman Foster, and I'm joined by our commish. Oh, this is uh, my name's Dave Wright. I'm uh, you can find me on Twitter at ff underscore spaceman. And Todd, it's good to be back. Two weeks in a row, we're starting to find our groove despite some more technical difficulties. But we're we're here on Monday night or normal recording night. So indeed, I'm, indeed, I'm happy. yeah. So uh, we've kind of just punted Monday night football in our lives for the for you people. Um, how 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 loud was that, Macho Man? Was that pretty? It was loud? loud. It was loud. It was loud. So um, you listeners, notes were taken. I'll remember for next time. So, um, David, I had a great time this weekend with football. I went uh, to some of our league mates' place. Uh, I was childless, which is a new football watching experience to me this year. And um, yeah, we uh, we we made sure we were contacted you. Um, did you enjoy our banter? Oh well. First off, let's set the scene. So I went away for a family vacation. This like a family mini vacation with my wife's family. Um, to P-Town, Prince, or Provincetown in the Cape. Um, it was gorgeous there. And I, I started, I think I had my first gin and tonic at 9.30 after I did a five-mile run. So I was um, I was in full vacation mode. And I don't remember what time of day it was. But oh, it was like, uh, it was in the afternoon, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I get this a notification uh, from my fantasy league saying, so I've, I'm not sure if we talked about this last week, Todd, about how crazy I am for Mark Andrews right now. And I you said are. that I was thinking like, oh, would I even would I even trade Zach Ertz straight up for Mark Andrews right now? Well, I'm I was trying to do a Which trade. Which is an where, absolute crazy thought. Yeah, it was crazy. It's Todd. I I developed my crushes my and I I just get caught up. But anyway, Ooh, that was bad. I, so I was so my ideas were like, oh, I I love Christian Kirk. I love Mark Andrews. Why don't I try to do some kind of deal for Zach Ertz for Christian Kirk, Mark Andrews, and I'll throw something back maybe to even it out or something. And so I, around 2.30, I get this notification about my – so uh, Sean's the guy I'm tra- trying to trade with for my, – my goal is to get Christian Kirk. That's my main goal. I've been doing it for like eight months trying to get Christian Kirk. No luck. But so I see these – the trade bait updated saying that Mark Andrews and Christian Kirk are available to trade. And I immediately know um, that he is trolling me. And then I get a text, a screenshot from you, Todd. Uh, of Mark Andrews, and you're trading away. You're trading for just Mark Andrews, and you're trading away Travis Kelsey and Julio Jones. No, 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 no. I, I, I would, I would have got Christian Kirk too. Oh, I, on, in the, oh, I have to. Yeah, yeah. on the screenshot, it was no, just Mark I, Andrews. I, I, I would have got, I would have got your crushes for, um, for you know, you know, some studs. You know, it's <laughs> dynasty. I'm investing in my future. And so you said what? So what do you, you said? What do you think? And I said. He'll probably turn it down because he turned down everything. And then you said, we'll see. And then you said, I'm throwing a second in two. You sold me on Kirk. And then you said, is it too much? <laughs> and then I just go, you know, you, Todd, you should act more like your brother because you're, tro- you're trolling. You know, learn how to troll a bit better from, than, uh, you know, how your brother's acting. But, man, whew. 
Well, it got, I mean, we're talking about it. Clearly, it didn't go that bad. But, um, no, it was funny, too. I was sitting next to him, and he uh, he sent me a text before I got there, and he was like, I got Dave news for you. <laughs> and I was like, I can't wait. He goes, you don't want a preview? I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up, and he goes, he's been trying to get Christian Kirk for me from June. And I go, that's not news. I pretty much <laughs> knew that. And he was like, why, did he tell you? I go, no, I do a podcast with him. I'm sure that's been happening since June. I'm like, and then I asked him, I'm like, Mike, so how much communication? He goes, so many unsolicited texts with just numbers. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, yep, sounds about right. And I'm like, don't like, I'm like, I don't get those texts anymore because I just yell at Dave about them. Like, stop sending me these numbers texts. I'm not the numbers guy. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. Um, so yeah. then, he go, Todd, then he goes to me, he says, hey, I think I'm going to sell Kirk and Andrews for Kelsey and Julio. I'll give you one more chance to try to beat that offer. So just to, <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. I think I did a shot at the bar at that point. I was like, oh. What is so so we're not around controls, but yet we're getting you to drink more. That's oh, awesome. Well, I don't need, you know, anytime Christian Kirk, uh, I have to be reminded that Christian Kirk isn't on my dynasty team. That that basically does it for me. So Yeah. I'm, you know, you you just sent me on Kirk a little bit. I'm targeting him as um. I mean, I honestly think um he's still a little bit of a buy low candidate because I don't think he's exploded like we think he can. No touchdown still. Yep. So um, I'm looking at him and, and I'm looking at him in a few weeks. I'm trying to do some things in some one QB weeks. See if I can sneak him in for some like sneaky value. But um, yeah, no, it was it was really fun trolling you. So um, all right. So Dave, should we should I let the people know what we're doing tonight? Well, I mean, maybe should we recap our our matchup in our long running home league? Uh, if we must, if we must, I'll let you do it, Todd, because I want to hear the pain in your voice after you just heard me crying into the microphone. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, I went up against Dave this week in our uh, I think it's a ten year anniversary this week. Yep. And um, so yeah, so standard league. Dave and I are both at nine. We were in ninth and tenth right now. It's you know it's only been two weeks, and you know it's not that cool still. And um, yeah, so Dave beat me pretty well by uh, twelve points. But of course, I was the second high scorer in the league and lost. And um, I didn't even realize that until like ten minutes before we started recording. And I was like, "Awesome, Dave! Like, thanks, man! Like, that's I didn't. I could have not known that, and that would have been awesome." That there's nothing worse than losing your matchup and literally knowing you could be could have beat everybody else that week. Oh. That is the worst feeling in fantasy ever. Well, that and losing a stud for a year, yeah. you know. Well, then you're like, well, that's when you do like, you know, the Tobias Funke gif of him crying in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when it, that you, when you're just crying in the shower, just thinking, well, at least my total point count will go higher. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> like I'm gonna be that guy who's gonna have like I'm gonna be third in points, but like just. Like, so high in points against, which is, like, this is actually, like, my MO in this week. I get run in this week, though I always finish, like, top six in points somehow. But, um, yeah. yeah anyway, anyway but anyways, our fantasy teams. It, it was fun, and I, I like to do it when I had Dalvin Cook and Mike Evans. Um, and I know Dalvin Cook's your boy, and that was – it just made it a little sweeter. It, it was it was rough when I was looking for buy-low candidates, and then I noticed you had uh, Mike Evans, and I was like – well, that's not happening. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, Dave, Dave, Dave understands who this man is. That's too bad. So um, that was a little disappointing. All right, I, I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun, Todd, thinking yeah. about all on the podcast. 
it's like throughout the year, there's a lot of people who've been saying, "Oh, Chris Godwin's going to finish higher than Mike Evans in fantasy this year." That's and, and I just like that's just, that's just that's just like so ridiculous. That's like the I like. There's no basis to that claim. It drives me nuts. I just threw my hat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mike Evans is like literally the most disrespected wide receiver in the NFL, and he's like one of the most efficient ones in the history. Of his career. I mean, of like in the first five seasons, there's like nobody else has been as good as him except for two guys. It's insane. And like for some reason, people always look at reasons to like knock him off his pedestal. It just drives me nuts. Yeah. But um, I have Mike Evans in our Dynasty League, so I'm not yeah. I'm not mad. No so, anyways, way. so David, I think uh, I'll give the people the format and we'll get we'll get started. What yeah, do you think, it was buddy? Fun bantering. I'm, I'm ready to get going. So uh, last week, Dave and I uh, did a segment called Pick Six, which essentially is six guys or six topics or more like a team. So it's either a, to- a player, a topic, or a team we're going to target. Dave picks three, I pick three, pick six. So I feel like um, to dive into each week, we like that. If we have a different, like, if we have some different ideas or some segments, we might be in that. But I thought that, like, the banter got good and we talked about some really, like, some really hot topics last week. So we liked it. So we're bringing it back. And, um, I think we both enjoy doing the streams. We're going to do a quarterback stream, a tight end stream, and then we're going to give some waiver wire recommendations. Yep. So, um, David, would you like to go first with your first pick in pick six? Yeah, sure. I guess I'll go first. Thank you, Todd. I mean, I guess the winner of our matchup should go first, but, um. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to destroy you in Dynasty. (laughs) Oh, next week. I've also, side note, I like how you were setting your week four lineup against me like three weeks in advance, but anyway. I like setting my lineups early. (laughs) <laughs> and so um my first person is will fuller um will fuller was a hot topic this year people are really excited about that houston offense and houston's been you know uh they've been pretty you know they've been a pretty dynamic offense to start with and the thing about will fuller is right now he's the wide receiver 61 in ppr before monday night is finished so that might change but he's a wide receiver 61 right now and my biggest thing is is that he tours acl i think it was in week eight of last year todd Mm-hmm. So we're less than a year away from his his um, his injury, and I'm looking at his stats here, and he's not doing that bad. Basically, he's got 17 targets, which is tied for 64. So yeah, that's not a lot of targets. Eight, but it's 18% share of the the target share in Houston, which is second on the team behind obviously DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Um, and that, but with just those 17 targets, he has 310 air yards, which is 12th in the league. That is a huge number on only 17 targets, and that's 30%, 32% team uh, market share of the air yards, which is like we talked about of like uh, Josh Hermsmeyer buy low in the offseason. And the big thing is with Will Fuller right now, he's got zero TDs, Todd, and that's the only thing that's keeping him so low. And I don't think – who is the tight end there? Is it Jordan Akins? Did he get all those tight ends? Uh, yeah, well, I think or Jordan Akins is emerging from that committee. I would. That's what I would say. He had a huge game. Yeah, it was Jordan Akins. Oh, my point is, I don't think he's going to be getting a lot of long. T- he's not going to be scoring a lot of. T- I don't think he's going to be the touchdown, the second on the team in touchdowns by the end of the season. I think it's going to be Will Fuller, and I think it's it now is a good time to go get him. Um, and I think in a in a redraft league, I think I mean I don't think he's going to be available really in dynasty leagues at this point. But I mean, it's no. worth it. But uh, to try I- to see it. But why not give it a give a feel for it in redraft because you don't have to. If he gets injured in redraft, like oh well, you know. Right, and I and I think um, I mean I'm I'm on the other side of this. I'm not a Will Fuller guy, but if you're talking about buying low on a guy that has like a high upside and you're not going to have to spend a lot for him right now, 
definitely a great target. If you think Will Fuller could be that guy and absolutely a totally worthwhile guy to go after, I don't like Will Fuller because the thing, it has nothing to do with injuries. He He's like a poor man's Amari Cooper, in my mind. He doesn't do it week to week. He has like these massive games, and then he has these goose eggs. And I like to build a little consistency there. Um, and the other thing, too, about him is, too, is when you cut air arts is a good example, is I think he's more of a deep ball threat yep. when it comes to that. So what worries me is, is like once you get in the red zone, I don't really think he's an option, you know? So well, that's the, the where you look at like a Jordan DeAndre Hopkins, you know, so he's right. not going to be the go-to. Right, and that's what I mean, and that's the other thing that's difficult. And then you also have um, Kiki right there, too, you know? And, like, he hasn't done much, but, like, he's a guy who can steal some work. Um, now, I do like your pick. I do like it as a buy low candidate. He's just not my guy, you know? I think that if you're looking to not spend a lot and take a dart throw at a good wide receiver three who has like wide receiver two, even wide receiver one potential, like on a given week, you know, then, um, well, four is a good pick. I just, he's just, he's just not one of my guys, you know, that, that Houston's uh, secondary has given a lot of plays. They've been in a lot of shootouts so far. I yeah, feel like, yeah. and I, I just, zero TDs. I think that's that for Will T- Fuller, who's been such a high TD yeah. performer. That's all. That's all it was. No, I, I mean, that's what I said. Like, to me, like, like, like I'm saying, it's, it's actually a good recommendation. I personally wouldn't do it because I'm just not a fuller guy, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I, I don't think it's a, it's a bad play. All right. Well, all right, Todd. So what do you think would be a good play? Let's go to your, let's go, let's send it your way. Okay. We're talking about buy low? Cause I'm not talking no, about no, buy no, low. No, buy low. No, who would you like to highlight? Who's one of your pick guys you'd like to talk about this week Dalvin Cook I'm ready <laughs> I'm ready baby all right give it to me I've been singing about Dalvin Cook all off season and it's finally come here's my time to shine here's my time to rant here's my time to gloat I love it he's finally a top five running back D- stamp it it's in it's done all right no more running back in fantasy right now dude is working he's got 57 carries 10 targets that's, over, that's an average of 22 touches a week. That's fantastic. And then he has 30 receiving yards the last two weeks, so they're starting to throw him the ball. He's got at least 110 yards rushing every week with a high of 154. You know, we're talking about a guy that was a dominant, dominant college player, and he's only his third year. He feels like that guy that's been around forever because he's been hyped forever and we haven't seen what can come from him. So I actually looked up his prayer profiler and his dominator rating – was in the 87th percentile. He's, I mean, he was disgusting. And now we're looking at him finally producing. 24 years old. He's in his third year. He looks healthy. Nothing's going to stop him. He is solidified as a top five back. I think he's in that conversation with the big four. I'm going to say. I, it. Yeah. I, I don't think that's tough. I don't, I think in Dynasty, I don't think, um, I think you're not getting him for anything less than that. Nope. And I, when I got an offer for him in the offseason, who did I give up for him? Uh, oh, it was uh, Gordon and Melvin Gordon and some pieces. Well, Melvin Gordon, like, that was an early trade. That was, like, in February. Yeah. So, like, Melvin Gordon for, like, Delvin Cook at that point, like, clearly Melvin Gordon was the, the guy over him. But, like, I was always high on Cook. And to me, like, that was a big risk piece. And, like, that, like, his knee injury is fine. We're, like, a whole year past that. He looks healthy. The only thing looking to stop him to being a top five, like, running back is, 
and being a top eight pick in next year's like redrafts is an injury. And like you said, that Dave does not believe the players are injury prone. But running backs a volatile position. Like I mean, like look at Shaq Barkley. He's out for like four to eight weeks now. You know, I'd hate to see that because I I love watching that kind of talent go down. But I do too. And but my thing about it is, is that like Delvin Cook is a top five back, and anybody who was saying that and thought that you were crazy, that's just because you're just lost in the fact that a guy got hurt. You know, and like we live in a in an an age where like modern technology gets guys back. You know what I mean? Like it's not like even ten years ago. Like I'm, I'm stoked about it. However. My disclaimer is his big test is he got the Bears next week. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm just chiming in. I'm like, Delvin Cook is a top five back. And I mean I, I mean that that top four is solidified, but I feel like he's right in that tier with him. He and the thing about you want you want that kind of running back who can catch the ball and rush the ball. That's like the big Exactly. Thing. And that offensive line is improved. They, yep. they he's getting a lot of work. Um, yeah, and he's making the big play. And he's showing the ability to make the big play, too, which is what you love to get those quick, easy, right. big chunks of um, of points. So, yeah, Todd, I, I could listen to you talk about Dalvin Cook because I have him everywhere in redraft this year. So I'm happy. Right. Well, the other thing, too, is that, like, I feel like what Dalvin Cook is is that, like, you could probably go out and, like, work a trade with, like, David Johnson and him and maybe even get a wide receiver upgrade right now. Like just say like like you you kind of look at Cook for Johnson and then you try to like switch that wide receiver a little bit to give you a little upgrade and you're gonna get a steal like I I think that people like I, I still think a lot of people probably don't think Delvin Cook's a top five running back like they're just not ready to believe it yet he is oh, I, he's he's the number one RB right now right it's only been three weeks though but still I mean he's only winning been three weeks. If, right now he's winning you know he's winning leagues right now so far he's been the, he's been the MVP so far. Hundred percent. And like when I went to go draft him and redraft, somebody else took him instead of Joe Mixon. <laughs> and then I'm like sitting here being like, the Ruth thought I was gonna get Delvin Cook. I was pissed about that. But um yeah, no, I um I just I've been harping out Delvin Cook. We had that whole Delvin Cook mixing debate and like here we are, man. Here we are. Yep, and we'll see. You know, I, I was good to see Joe Mixon bounce back a little bit this week. Um and that and that offense in Cincinnati actually has been not Terrible. So, you know, that's always a ringing endorsement for a running back. So, not, yeah. Not. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to this later with Shreem. So, I just want to throw out there, Andy Dalton's looking good. Yeah, I I, uh, I like Andy Dalton. I See, I've always been an Andy Dalton fan, I yeah. think. Uh, I mean, he's had like a top five overall finish for QBs. So, yep. anyway. All right. Who's your next guy? My next guy is Cortland Sutton. Um, I originally was going to talk about like 10 different uh, – Denver players this week, and I'm not even a Denver Bronco fan, but I decided to only you, talk about one. You love that Denver, uh, that mediocre Denver offense, baby. I, I, I don't know. But people always say to me, you know, you want good guys on good offenses, and I, for some reason, I love mining value on bad teams, which is not a winning strategy. But <laughs> no, it's not. It's just I think you You're know what bad it is? for I, a reason. Yep. And you know what it is? I think I have. Some, I like getting thing. I like being right, trying to be like getting it, like saying, "Oh, see, I told you so," but. You like, like being mis- contra- I like being contrarian. That's what the word I'm, I like. You like being, being Mr. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's up. You know ah. ah. <laughs> anyway, right. so Cortland Sutton this, so far has had 23 targets through um, the first three weeks, which is 29th in the league. Um, that's a 21% um, market share, and that's only one target behind uh, 
Manuel Sanders on the team for Denver. And cur- currently right now, Sutton's wide receiver 34. And I think, personally, I think what, he was being drafted around there, right, Todd? Yeah. Like he was, like, you know, yeah. wide receiver three or, like, high end wide receiver four. Yeah, I would say that he was drafted around probably, like, like a mid-low three. That would yeah. be my guess. And so my thing is, is, too, when you're talking about a second-year breakout player, you know, which is, I think, you know, we're in the process of seeing Cortland Sutton break out. Um, I I liked I he has zero touchdowns so far, and I'm going to keep harping on that with zero touchdowns and to be doing you know currently as wide receiver 34 four overall that you're going to just the touchdowns will come, and if you're getting that kind of that kind of volume that that kind of opportunity the the it just the law of average you know you'd like to see that going to regress towards the mean a little bit. Um, but so he has 264 air yards, which is 26 in the league, and that's but he's 43 percent of his team. Market share of air yards. He is the he is the explosive option, downfield option where Joe Flacco, despite you know he actually can throw the ball downfield a little bit still. Um, and I'm just I I I like trying to get those second year wide wide, wide receivers because um, I think he can still be high at a value. And as the season goes on, he could explode even more. And in the second half of the season, he could he could possibly win you leagues. So that's just a strategy of mine. Is when I see. Those second-year guys start to break out. I like to even it might be a little more expensive. I like to go get them and try to and then ride that whole wave as as they start to go. But all right, you should, you should go check out your trades later, then, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have Sutton in a redraft. Um, I have him in a dynasty league. He he's the kind of guy that like in dynasty you kind of have to kind of like just sit with him. I mean, um, I mean. I hated that Drew Luck pick, by the way. I because I, I really feel like they could have been like waiting and like getting somebody else. I still think Drew Luck has good value in Di- in Superflex Dynasty, but um, I I I just love the idea of Sutton. Like I do think the touchdowns are going to come. I do think he's going to be the wider one by the end of the year. Um, yeah, so I do like that pick a lot. I I support I, that. I, I, I support say, that take. I forgot to say one more thing too, which about quoting Sutton, which. Um was too was last year a big criticism was how inefficient he was he had a really low catch rate i think it was like hovering around 50 percent last year for a catch rate in the yep. rookie season well he's caught 16 and 23 targets so far so that's you know that's pretty efficient as far as a catch percentage so i think you know i think we're start- we could be i know it's only been three weeks he can't you know it's only been three weeks but maybe we've seen some development and some re- um some refinement in his route running and he's not just a pure athlete in the food anymore all right Fair enough, man. I like it. Well, so how would you feel about Joe Mixon and Cortland Sutton for Delvin Cook? No, nope. Uh, yeah, you're not a believer in Joe Mixon. Yeah, so I, I don't like to, I don't like to give up two for ones. I like to be the one giving two for one in redraft. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. So, anyways, um, at one of these points, I'm gonna get this live trade done. It's gonna happen. That's like, <laughs> that's like my goal week to week. I will make a trade with you live on here. All right, you ready for mine? Yes, I do. I am. All right, man. I'm going with the godsend today. That I don't know who that is. <laughs> Daniel Jones oh. is the Giants' godsend everyone needed. That was the uh, Steve Sherby headline in the New York Post. And I was like, my God, are they desperate for something. Like, I haven't read that. I can't wait to read that later. But, um, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so Daniel Jones, and if you guys had listened during the uh, preseason, I had talked about how you need to go out and get him 
in a super flex rookie draft, and Dave was just crapping all over that guy's value all over the place. We discussed it before the the show started, and I said that I have a natural, I have a incredible bias against inaccurate quarterbacks. But anyway, yeah, he had a heck of a debut, and if you go on to uh, Yahoo and you like look at the player news, um, they say it's not crazy to consider him a QB one the rest of the year. That is crazy for the record because, like, it is the deepest position to make that kind of a claim. That would literally mean that he's, like, a top 12 QB. Um, I won't go that far, but what that leads me to is, well, actually, we just talk about what his game was. First off, he loses Shaq Barkley and doesn't play with him in the second half, and he leads them back to win the game. Granted, Tampa should have won after Mike Evans made a ridiculous catch to put him in a good position. But he ends up with 336 passing yards, two passing TDs, and two rushing TDs. And, I mean, you're looking at a guy who had 17 rushing TDs in three years and 1,300 rushing yards. Like, that's huge for fantasy. But, um, Dave, like, so where are we thinking about Daniel Jones and, like, the hierarchy of quarterbacks? And, like, if you're in a redraft one QB league, you should not be thinking about Daniel Jones unless it's a stream. You know, yeah, I'm I'm definitely he. Well, even a little tease for the uh, the uh, listeners that he's my stream option of the week. He's my number one stream option for the week yeah, this week. I, so. I considered him too, but I I just think that he's not your number one Q. To say he could be a number one QB after one game against a trash defense. I mean, Tampa Bay had been playing better defense. He, That's very optimistic better of you. Defense. Yeah, okay. no. So my thing. So I'm. I'll. So this is. So this is what happens. See, I don't get take luck when people say I, I try to be, um, you know, once I get new information, I try to reevaluate my opinions. And I will say based on how Daniel Jones had a pretty good preseason, he had a great week one, um, that New York Giants defense is not good. Um, they're going to be in a lot of pass. He's going to be racking up a lot of counting stats. And oh, yeah. There's no reason to think with his rushing upside, and if Saquon's not getting a lot of carries, and like you know he's got to, he's getting some maybe some run pass RPOs um, near the goal line that he can be getting some more rushing touchdowns that way. Um, I think I think there's a possibility. Now, would I would I want to bet the mortgage on it? No, but uh, right. or the house on it? Uh, no, but um, I think there's a good. Re- I mean, the, when I have a street, well, the best part about streaming. QBs is Todd is that one it doesn't you don't have to invest a lot nope. in your draft and the, what makes Daniel Jones such an enticing QB stream option is that there is that possibility that he is no you no longer need to stream after you pick him up and he does become someone you don't need to stream it you don't need to stream the position anymore. right that's what I said about Winston last week because um granted Winston was still around like 62 percent but you're talking about a guy that he was probably right, right around 90 and then, like, people gave up on him pretty quick. Like, if he was there, he was a good stream last week. Yep. I And, like, Daniel Jones is, like, the perfect example of that, too. Like, I give you that. I, I'm just not, like, if you go out and you stream him, I would say that Jacoby Brissett's a better stream in, in that kind of logic in my in my, in my my mind. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. But I, but I agree yeah. with that. So, you're saying, so, in a super flex, we can probably agree that we you could look at Daniel Jones as a QB2 the rest of the year. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, I don't, I mean, unless he. Like a high, actually, what would you say? Like, like, would you put him in the 15, 20 range or below 20? I'd say he's, oh, he's above 20. He's like a, like he's uh you know he's better than QB twenty for the rest of the year I'd say so he's in the fifteen twenty range yeah I mean 
But mind you, as I don't like to root against players, but I wouldn't mind him. You know, I'll be rooting. I won't be rooting. I, I just part of my heart wishes that he just reverts back to his Duke. <laughs> I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible here. Yeah. As, I, an, I, I, as an avid UNC basketball fan, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a fan of Daniel Jones. But, um, yeah, no, I, so I look at him in the Superflex as like a mid, like, I'd say I look at him as like, like 17, 18 range for that. Um, I, the thing about Daniel Jones is in like that one game is it's like people are losing their, like, their minds so early about it, but I'm kind of like, I'm like, it is the deepest position in fantasy, you know? Yep. Like, like there's people that I guarantee you if you talk to them about it right now, they'd be like, I'll put him over Andy Dalton. I'd be like, have you seen Andy Dalton summers this year? You know what I mean? Like, yep. people just are so quick to, like, jump on that rookie bandwagon, you know? But um, what I will point out is, what I love about Daniel Jones is, if you do go out for him and you do take a risk and you do hit on him, he might have the best playoff schedule Adam, oh, anyone. look at that, Todd. Todd that, see, that's a future. That's a champion there, talking who's just yeah. used to being in, in the playoffs. He, he's always thinking ahead and, yeah. you know, how to. Yeah. At Philly, Miami, Washington. Yeah. That's that's phenomenal. For what I like, like to say, weeks. too, Todd, is, what, is just what I like about Daniel Jones, too. Oh, God. What did I just say? Um, <laughs> what did you just say? Did you just say what you <laughs> I like said, about Daniel I Jones? I said what I like about Daniel Jones. I, oh, gosh. I almost. Say, have to say, pause the pause. I need a drink of water here. Say, say, say it again. What do you like about Daniel Jones? <sighs> that offensive line has been a lot better in New York this year. Um, at least at what I've seen anecdotally. I haven't watched a ton of their games, but I think their mm-hmm. offensive line has improved. They've gotten a little bit, a couple more pieces, um, and that's that's that will help a young QB. And yep, hopefully, they absolutely. continue to invest in that offensive line. Um, yeah, that's it. I actually think Ingram is a good is a good target right now too. I honestly do. I think young QBs like tight ends, you know. So um, yeah. So Daniel Jones, that was my guy. He's not my stream this week, but um, he almost was. You just so. you just had to bring him up, and like you just wanted to twist it in my heart that how I mean I, I think I I was so he's a hot pickup him. right now, yeah, and yes, being able to rain on you is pretty fun, you know. All right, Dave, who's your next guy? Next guy is actually so a little piggy bag, and this is just um, I'm just trying to think of you know not just talk about the same old stuff that other team like uh, podcasts talk about. Alexander Madison for me is someone that I think is worth looking at. Um, he's only owned right now in 20 percent of Yahoo leagues. Um, and I, I think hate with this take. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. First off, you're telling me as a Daniel as a Dalvin Cook person who's heavily invested in redraft. Um, I just I think at this point with how they are using Dalvin Cook, he he's having a lot of usage and that that offense and their philosophy there. I think it's definitely worth investing in Alexander Madison through three games. He's got 25 attempts for 132 yards and a touchdown. Now, I would think based on how Alexander Madison performed in college, he had over I think it was over 60 catches in college. Or was it? Yeah, I think it was 60 catches in three years in college. Um. I would see that once Dalvin, if Dalvin Cook was to be not playing on the football field, Alexander Madison would then be used in the passing game too, similar to how it, I don't think he's as dynamic as a player in the receiving game as Dalvin Cook is, but that he would just see he would have some of that multi, um, he just multi-dimensional back type upside as a as a handcuff, and I'm and 
If, yeah, so I, I think Alexander Madison, if I, I even if I'm not the Devil Cook owner, I think it's someone that if I have an extra bench slot and I, I don't have anyone, there's no one really good in the waiver wire, I think it's worth, you know, having Alexander Madison on your um as a guy to just have on your thing. Because too, he's you know, he's only played twenty two percent of the snaps, twelve percent of the snaps, and thirty percent of the snaps through three games. And that's not bad for a you know a, a backup RB rookie RB out of Boise State, and I think that would jump significantly once he got the, if Dalvin Cook was to go down. So I think he's an uh, elite handcuff at this point. The reason I hate this take is because I agree with it. Um, <laughs> it, it it makes me sad to think about him having value because that means Delvin got hurt. Um, yeah, I mean. He, he he was very productive in college. He's a good player, and I and there's nobody behind him too. You know, it's Abdullah who like I can't call him a cop. I, like, I like Mike Boone. I like Mike Boone a lot. You would, um, yeah, Mike Boone, please. DFS um, DFS uh, preseason darling. Sure, sure. Um, so for me, um, I totally agree with it. I think that he's a great handcuff because. He would get the same amount of work that Cook's getting. I mean, that's a team like Zimmer loves to balance out the attack, you know. So um, I do like that call a lot. Um, the reason I said I didn't like the take is because it makes me think of a sad time where yeah. Delvin just can't stay healthy. But, um, yeah, so um, all right, Dave, you ready for mine? Yep. So I'm ready to talk about a man that I was ready to put into the Hall of Fame just weeks ago. he's playing his way into it Todd he is these three weeks are going to get him in baby this is it this is his time Um, Mark Ingram alright and I love Mark Ingram I think he's a great fit for that offense but it is time to sell 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 Um, he's right now the RB4 um, he's looking at, he's got five TDs and he has two games, 200 yard games. Um, but the thing is he hasn't really topped 20 touches yet. He had 20 touches this week before that. He hasn't got over 20 touches. The carries have been in the teens. So what worries me is that Edwards is still getting work and Justice Hill is going to force some action there. He's just too good of a player to do it. So, the reason why I think Ingram's a good player to talk about is because that team is firing on all cylinders. I'm a believer in Lamar Jackson holding down QB1 numbers. Do I have the faith in him put, continuing this this unbelievable onslaught all year? No, but I think it's going to be respectful enough. I worry about Ingram keeping it consistently and them eventually looking to kind of like make that more of a committee at some point, you know? So right now you're looking at Mark Ingram having RB1 trade value, right? Yeah. So you're Wait, looking redraft at draft or and redraft and okay, redraft, yeah. not in dynasty. In dynasty, he's a great guy to trade right yeah. now to I don't a win see how out you could trade. I don't see how you could trade Mark Ingram in, in redraft right now with how he's performing. Well, that's my point is you have to be able to look at like what kind of value you have in him right now. I'm saying that. So I would say another good guy to look at trading right now is Dak Prescott. Oh, you know, so you're saying trade Mark Ingram. Oh. Trade Mark Ingram. Oh. Trade him. Because um, my whole thing about him is is that his value is just so high right now. He's getting a crazy amount of touchdowns. He's going to get some vulture from Edwards. Hill is going to get on the fill. 
And he's not an like I don't believe Ingram finishes an RB one this year. I feel like he's going to be like a high RB two, but you're looking at him having high RB one value. Now my point is is that sell him at his value right now and see if somebody believes that's the value he's going to stay at. Go test that market with him because he's not going to sustain it in my mind. You know? Wow. And Ooh, that's wh- a hot take. I like, hey, it's a hot take. I like hot takes, Tyler. Yeah. Let's so, get- like, you look at Mark Ingram. Now, you take Mark Ingram, and then you look at Chris, like, like let's say, like, Chris Carson, right? Like, going low. You put Mark Ingram and Chris Carson together, and you can go get another stud wide, and then you put, like, a decent wide two there. That guy's going to think about that. You know? My whole thing about, like, going out and putting fewers out for Ingram to go try to get, like, I don't know, like, like, look at, like, Julio or something. You know what I mean? If you had, like, Chris Godwin and Ingram and you look at Julio and an RB that's underperforming and the guy looks like he's RB hungry, they would have to think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, to me, it's kind of like, you know, let's think about the long game right now. Like, do you see Mark Ingram continuing to get five touchdowns every three weeks? Probably not, you know? So, to me, it's like, do you see Mark Ingram finishing with 15 touchdowns on the year? Probably not. You know, I would, I might would be willing to take that bet. That Mark Ingram is going to score fifteen touchdowns this year. He's got what five so far? He's got to get ten. Yeah, that off the way that that offense is running, I would think they could get. I think. He, I guess I disagree with you, Todd. I mean, okay, fifteen not, touchdowns, fifteen rushing touchdowns. Oh, 15 rushing touchdowns. 15 rushing touchdowns. That's, that's a little hard. That's harder. That's they're, harder. they're all rushing touchdowns. All five of those are rushing yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. But he looked good catching the ball. So Okay. Do you, want, do, you, do you want to make that bet? 15 rushing touchdowns? Ugh. For what? 50 fab bucks? 100. 100? No. I'll do I'll – do, I mean, you got to give me odds then because that that's tougher to get. Don't you think I deserve odds for that? No, because you disagree with me. Just go straight up. Come on. Fine. 50. 50 straight up. 50 straight up. 50 straight up. Bank it. Like it. All right. So um, thank you for the 50 bucks. So um, the whole thing with this, like, I'm my whole point is, like, I love Mark Ingram as an RB2 and staying that way for the rest of the year. He's got high RB1 value right now. Like, look and see if, like, just just go out and, like, look at some guys that you like and think about, like, you. I mean, you can't, like, put Ingram with, like, I don't know, like, uh, like Cortland Sutton and expect to get, like, Oh, like a stud wide receiver back. You got to like put him with a player of value and just to see if you can kind of make that trade. I'm all about trying to go find that stud wide opposed to that stud running back just for the whole idea of a less volatile position, you know? And I also like the consistency you get from wide receivers more. And there's a lot of talent in that, in that backfield. So yeah, I'm all about like go test the market with Mark Ingram See if you can sell them at the value that people might have them at right now and be happy if you land yourself a big stud, you know? Yep. And, like, that that's my advice right now is that if you're not at least thinking about the idea of trading him and trading him at the value he's at right now, then you're missing an opportunity. So that that's my take right now because I, I, I think that he's, he's just playing out of his mind right now. <laughs> and, yep. Yeah. And I loved Mark Ingram. I was ready to make him a Hall of Famer. You know, so yeah, it's just so funny how we sometimes we sw- swap roles, you know, like yeah. I was in, yeah, but anyway, yeah, Todd, I mean, I, I still love him. I just think that yeah. his value is through the roof at the moment. You might as well at least go see what you can get, you know, yeah, I, hey, Todd, that you know what, they're they're what's the worst that may happen, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you as a huge future Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. 
So, um, all, right. all right. So we talked about who my streamer was for QB this week. Daniel Jones at Washington. Yep. Um, I really like that. I mean, you're going to have to probably spend a little bit more of your fab bucks and you're going to have to use a high waiver priority to get him. It's not like you can let waivers run and then pick him right. up afterwards. So that's the only drawback. But um, who's your guy? Uh, my Jacoby Brissett. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's right. So Jacoby Brissett should be worth more than Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones has got that hot ticket kind of name going on right now. So um, let me see here. So Daniel Jones is owned in 18% of leagues. Uh, that's definitely going to go up. And Jacoby Brissett, even though he's been he's been balling the last two weeks, is only 20. So um, I love Jacoby Brissett against Oakland. I think the only team I like better against um, Oakland would be like Miami. So, um, yeah, I, I really like Jacoby Brissett. He's gotten better every single week. He had his best game of the year last week. Best game of his career, I think is what you told me, Dave. Yeah, uh, yeah, best game of his career. We'll get 300 passing yards, two TDs. I believe he has multiple TDs in all three games this year, right? And, um, yeah, and he's going against a weak weak offense. I like Jacoby Brissett a lot. And I actually think Jacoby Brissett, the way that he's playing right now, if he plays well like he did last week, as he has the last three weeks, that's the kind of guy that you can go put a stream on and you might have a QB1. And I will 100% e-crow on what you said about the contract. Because I just looked it back up. You're looking at two years at 30 mil. Um, It seemed like a lot of money for him, given the... So people might not know, Todd, but yeah, in in our group chat, I I went, people were, when that deal went down... Oh, that's right. We never talked about it on here. I I was relentless. Yeah, you were relentless. Everyone in the group chat was making fun of the Colts for it. And I was like, and I sat out there and I was like, you know, I I don't hate it. I don't hate that deal. Like, was that... When when he was a starter, he'd just gotten traded on like Labor Day weekend, and then was asked to to be a starting quarterback. So um, he didn't, and that that offense was bad. That offensive line was bad. They had nobody for weapons except for T.Y. Hilton, I believe. They're like Chester Rogers was a major. Was I think was he a major piece for him? Yeah. Um, or uh, I think it was just. But anyway, so that was just my point being. Um, yeah. So I I think you can start him with QB two like confidence the rest of the year and i feel like he if he continues this like he, he looks like he's on that qb1 qb2 like line you know so i'd be happy if i was a colts player right now well with everything that's happened for colts fans so far i would yeah. be happy with how the joe kobe Brissett era has started yeah yeah i would be too and it's and it's a good nice two-year thing and you know, you can kind of just ride that out, and then he, if he proves it, he's going to get that big pay that he earns. You know, so um, I, yeah, I would just a devil's advocate, Todd, uh, is that we forgot to mention. I think uh, T. Y. Hilton went out with a. He, did you see that he had his thigh wrapped when that huge ice pack at game? He left that game from injury um, last week, so I'm, he might not. I'm not sure if he's going this week. So that could be the only thing to maybe halt the the T or the the uh, Jacoby bandwagon this week. I mean, I, I do like their receiving core for depth, and I also like who they have in their backfield for catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. So, it's just a, it's my one thing is, yeah. if it came down to, oh, do I pick between Daniel Jones or Brissett, will T.Y. Hilton make or break it for me? I'm not sure. I don't Daniel know. Daniel Jones has watched Shaq Barkley. That's true. But he did better with that. With it, with it, I mean, yeah. Right. I for, mean, well, for, you don't think, wait, is that a, are you throwing shade at Wayne Gallman right now? 
Okay. We <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Wayne Gallman in a little bit. All right? Oh, goodness. I thought you were getting... I thought you were, you know, throwing shade on Wayne Gallman for a second. Oh, I will be. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just do the tight end shooters before we get ahead yeah. of ourselves with waiver pickups. Yep. So why don't you do your, your tight end shooter first? So my, mine's, uh, so mine actually kind of supports the, the Hilton thing. And um, first might I add that if you're looking to stream tight ends this week, it's rough. It, it, it is a rough landscape for streaming. Dumpster fire. It yeah. Dumpster fire. Like uh, Noah Flant, who I'm going to talk about as a waiver wire pickup, he's playing Jacksonville. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to stream against Jacksonville. So, um, you know, and then typically you could look at, you know, the Redskins situation. But, like, that seems kind of weird. So I decided, I'm like, you know what? Good old Jack Doyle, baby. You know, if I'm streaming, uh, Jack Doyle is a big red zone target. Um I, you know, I'm already got Persecutin, so if I'm streaming both those positions on the same team, why not do a stack, you know? And um, it, it's a rough, rough week to stream tight ends. So I like Jack Doyle. He's past proven production. Um, he's the kind of guy that could benefit from a wide one coming out because he's the kind of guy that can put up a touchdown, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm a big Jack Doyle fan this week. Well, I'm a Jack Doyle fan by default. We should say too for um, any of our waiver wire pickups or tight end streamers. There's obviously the the obvious guys are if Will Disley. I think is he facing Arizona right. this week? Todd? So I think the important thing to do is is like we like to pick guys that I'm looking at guys below forty percent. Yeah, you know, Will Disley's owned at like forty one percent, forty four percent, and that's gonna after yeah. he had a good nice week. Of course, he's not. If he's available, I would take Will Disley over right um, Jack. To, you know, you know. Any of the Colts tight ends yeah. or anything like that. Like if Kyle Rudolph's out there and people lost faith in him, like go try him against the against the Bears, you know? But like this is a guy that will be there, you know? Jack Doyle should be available, you know? Mm-hmm. Um another guy I don't wanna I don't want to like go too deep in the two, but I, I think Jordan Atkins is actually not a terrible player. This yeah, week I mean, either. yeah, I think he's going to be a hot ad. I think people are going to, yeah. you know, because he's a second year player. I think he's a little older for a rookie. I think because I think he came out a little. I think he had, did he play another sport or something? I can't remember. But yeah, I don't know. but uh, um, yeah, no, he's he yeah, but he he had a good week and he's a good athlete. So uh, who was your tight end screen, Dave? <laughs> so that so I like yeah news flash it was a busy afternoon for me i you know i had cross country practice and then uh you know grocery store all kinds of stuff coming back for a weekend had to do some stuff around the house but i my tight end streamer is todd is i don't have one what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna roll whoever you want to pick up off the scrap heap i don't really care but what i'm really doing is i'm going everywhere and getting chris herndon um he's you know on a buy technically he's on a bye week but then i think he's got one more week of suspension left in a week um after that and I don't care. Um, I know this is kind of defeats the purpose of the of this little segment we're doing. But Chris Herndon, I think people next week, if you wait any longer, he's going to be picked up next by people are going to be he's going to be picked up the following week. So he's going to be you have to spend more capital. I'm willing to just burn the roster spot. And when Sam Darnold comes back, there's not a lot of options right now in, for New York. And he acted like a tight end one down the stretch last or at times last year. So I will I'll just. Uh, He's only owned in. I'm looking right now. I think he's only owned in 12 percent of Yahoo leagues right now. So wow, that's crazy. Yep. 
Yeah. So I, that's my point is it's I, not going to be 12% after this week. It's going to go up and then you're going to have to spend a lot when he's actually coming back from his thing. So why not just – it's a dumpster fire now. Throw off, throw out whatever turd you want to pick off the pile and just have Herndon on your bench. I love that take. Um, <clears throat> did I tell you just, – just off a tight end piece. Did I tell you how much I spent on Greg Olson last week in guillotine? No. Two cents. Two cents. Goodness. I really wanted somebody to have betted a penny. Just so mm-hmm. I beat them by one penny. So, but yeah, he had a great week. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, I um, I love that that Herdon pick actually because it is a dumpster fire out there. If you can afford to roster two tight ends this week, that's a great move. And I'm sure there's somebody you can let go of. And obviously, if you're streaming a tight end, you're probably cutting a tight end too. So it's like you're essentially bringing in a guy who you can stop streaming. And then you just stream with a guy for a week, and then, you know, you might be good for yeah, I mean, Hawkinson weeks. might be being dropped this week because Hawkins had two dud weeks in a row. Like, yeah. say, just pick up Hawkins and roll him out, even though he hasn't done much. Like, just yeah. roll him out there and yeah. just, you know, and, and then ride with Herndon. So Don't give up a Kyle Rudolph, people. Oh, well, do you see Irv Smith had, like, three for 60 this week? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, all right. Um, waiver pickups, all right? Yeah, what? Yeah, what do you what do you think of Todd for your running back? Forget Wayne Goldman. I don't want I don't want Wayne Goldman. I don't. Okay. I don't want him. Okay. Okay. I, I Neither do I. I'm not a Wayne Goldman fan either. So yeah, what what are you thinking? My thing about Wayne Goldman is is like Wayne Goldman is like literally just a guy who just like, like oh yeah, Goldman. That guy who backs up whoever's the running back for the for the Giants. He's like he's it feels like he's been there since like the nineties. And like he he's never produced anything. That's the team that like like they're going to go find somebody. Like, that's where C.J. Anderson might end up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he might be a giant. He might be their starting running back until Barkley comes back. I, I'm not buying on Goldman. If if you're – if I, I would advise not to spend any money on Goldman this week. He's going to be the number one pickup in fantasy football. There's no doubt about it. It's just based opportunity. But that is the kind of guy that I feel is a trap because I feel like they're going to go and get somebody else and bring him in. Then you're going to be like, well, that was a great two weeks. You know what I mean? So, like, he's not worth he's not worth the investment. He's not worth the waiver priority in my mind. He's not worth that. So, I'm not going. I'm not going. That's all I'm going to say about that. Can I ask you a couple questions, Todd? Sure, or, David. I'll ask you a scenario. A, sure, a scenario. David. Is there a chance that um, the management for New York Giants – Yep. Um, – Who's I should know off the who's the their GM right now that he gets Gettleman? Kind of all the, Gettleman, yeah. Is there a chance that Gettleman's gonna get on that he's afraid that Wayne Gallman, the you know, the future pro bowler himself, and I don't think he's a pro bowler. Future pro bowler. Is he gonna come up there and start producing like Saquon Barkley? And then he's gonna prove their entire thing of taking Saquon at four was a waste. Is, is there a chance that just like, you know what, we're not even gonna play a running back this week. We're just gonna start an extra wide receiver. Is that is that a could that happen, Todd? That's my question. No. <laughs> okay. I don't think so either. But my point is that... My God, I was this whole thing with running backs at times. But yeah. can, can we just talk about there are some transcendent talents you have to respect? Yeah, Wayne Gallman after he goes for 100 yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I This was just something I had to tease a little bit oh because... Oh, my God. Barkley I mean, is by far the best prospect since adrian peterson so yeah, as a running back yes no, i love mouth. saquon i love saquon. i, I hate you know, i hate to say the saquon's oh, not going to be playing Lord. the next four weeks so anyway Ugh. yeah so who is your guy don't do this who is your guy sexy rexy um yeah rex rex burkhead man 
Um, as Patriots fans, we are all well aware of how difficult it is to predict what running backs are going to do week to week. But Rex is involved, and Rex is going to stay involved. He is literally can do anything on a football field. You can trust him as a pass blocker. You can trust him uh, as a lead blocker. You can trust him as running the ball between the tackles. He can go outside. He is an incredibly reliable receiver. He'll, you know, he can get to the outside. He can go in the inside, run the inside route. He can go. He can hit the corners. He's 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 all over the field. You know, so he's only twenty four percent of leagues. So he's the kind of guy that like I would have as like an RB4, and I would really like playing him in a weak matchup for the Patriots. And the Patriots have a really weak schedule this year. Yeah. So um, I mean, they've I mean, these first three weeks have been tough as a Patriots fan for me because I'd be like, oh look, we're destroying everybody. I'm like, I'm waiting for a competitive game. Todd, your people are gonna start turning the channel because people do not want to hear about Patriot fan problems. I'm sorry, man. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm i really looking forward to a competitive game, and I think next week's could be against the Bills. But um, yeah, but I, I like Burkhead a lot. So um, the other guy who I talked about, Todd, a- Todd before you switch, can I ask? Sorry, yeah, I, yeah. you just you're, was there someone on this show who talked about Rex Burkhead a lot this off season about how he was underrated and should be looked as a deep flyer in a lot of places. No, I don't remember that. It was me. And who? Was I, I don't remember that. I really, yeah. And on I don't Twitter, that at all. on Twitter, I was constantly saying people kept on like, "We're all about um, who's the, the the draft pick they picked up from Alabama, Todd?" Damian oh Harrison. yeah, Damian Harrison. Yeah. Um, everyone was oh, talking Harris, about. Yeah. Everyone was talking about Damian Harris, and they oh he was the drawing everyone's eye. And mind you, Damian Harris might end up being good right now. But as far as Rex Burkhead is getting the opportunity right now, um, and he's a dual threat. And I was saying, guys, you were for people who were taking Damian Harris early in the second round of rookie drafts. You were forgetting about Rex Burkett, his contract situation. People were like, oh, he's going to cut Rex Burkett. Whoa, 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 whoa. His guaranteed money, Todd. There was no way they were going to cut him. Okay. First of all, taking Harris in this in like early second round is a little much. Late second round isn't bad because he's a stash, man. Like if you were expecting a lot out of Harris this year. That was wishful thinking, you know? People were talking. Todd, remember, we talked about this when we talked about Sonny Michelle. They were like, oh, yeah. Sonny Michelle's injury concerned. Like, right. That's why he was like everyone's late late round QB or zero RB target. He was a zero RB target for a lot of people. Okay. My biggest surprise is them keeping Burkhead was because I didn't see them keeping the, that fourth running back because Bolden is um, – well, that fifth running back because yeah. Bolden is like a special team's like dynamo, right? Yep. And they do like to play him in the backroom from time to time. But the fact that they kept Burkhead just goes to show you that, like, okay, they're definitely going to use him, right? That was my hang-up on Burkhead, is the fact that I thought that it would have been a tough, tough cut. But just from numbers, that was a problem. With Harris's, I still think Harris is a great dynasty stash. I do. But Burkhead is, if you're in a redraft league, and that's kind of what we're tailing this to. If you want to talk about dynasty pickups, then, like, we're, we'll get into some deep, deep dives, and we will later. But um, for me, like... Um, and Burkett's just getting the work now, you know? Todd, Todd, I just want to give myself a quick little pat on the back because nobody, nobody was talking about Rex Burkhead before the season. Nobody That's was. totally fair. I honestly thought so he was, I just wanted to say. I honestly thought he was going to get cut just because of a numbers game. That's it. Yeah. 
Like once yeah. they once they drafted Harris, I'm like Burkett's gonna get cut just because yeah, this wasn't this wasn't even a me versus you thing, Todd. This yeah. was just me versus the community, me versus the 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 people who are listening. Congratulations, David. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Thank That's all I do. All right. So who's your second guy? Quickly, who's your second guy? Uh, Tony Pollard. Um, oh, Tony Pollard oh, put up oh, some yeah. some great numbers. Um, I think the only thing about Tony Pollard, right, okay, the Tony Pollard hype in the preseason was insane over like Zeke's holdout and I did say that even if Zeke if Zeke signed that Tony Pollard would find a way to get on the field because he's a good player right so like he's at 18% ownership people are probably going to go out and look for him right now so I feel like he's a good player to stash I mean if you have Zeke and Pollard's available there's zero reason he should not be a cuff for you that is like I I don't see a better cuff than him, honestly. Todd, I think the same philosophy of me having Alexander Madison earlier. Right. I saw that. I think it's the same principle. And you know what? We're. Not, I think both of us aren't really handcuffed guys to begin with, are we? Um, I actually am. Oh, but I'm, um, a, I'm an anti-handcuff in general until later in the season. Well, a lot of the waiver wires have been burned. It, but. The, the handcuff piece to me, like, um, like a guy that I have in a few redrafts is I have Mike Davis. Because I have, um, I either have Montgomery or Cohen, and the reason I like Davis is, is that he could fill either role for those two guys, and he's a great player. You know, like I don't handcuff for the sake of handcuffing. I get a handcuff that I feel like if this guy got an opportunity, he's instantly valuable because I think he's going to succeed. So yes, I like handcuffing if I think the handcuff has is a good player. You know. Yeah. So like that that's my thing. So like I won't go out and get like I don't know, like Wayne Gallman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go get Wayne Gallman. You know what I mean? Like so that's what I'm saying. Like I have to believe that the handcuff like could could bring back. And the other thing too is like I'm not going to hold on to that handcuff like forever if like if I see a guy that I really want to go take a take a stab at, uh, I'll go do it, but yeah, no. I All right. yeah. All right. Fair enough. So Fair who's enough. your guy? I, I liked it. My guy is so I had I you know Gus Edwards he saw quite a bit of work this week like he that. was one of he was just uh, I you know he's seeing a little bit more work than I thought he was I thought Justice Hill was going to be that guy and actually uh, Gus Edwards actually caught two balls I think maybe his first two catches in the NFL ever but I'm not really but I, I he's ne- wasn't used hardly at all in the passing game last week and to get or last year and to see him get any targets was kind of a an eye opener for me and just not they're not playing. Justice Hill. So I, I I was just surprised by that. I think um, that makes sense. You know, Harbaugh, he's kind of like an old – he kind of has that old school football mentality, you know, run the ball a lot. Um, so I, I guess I could see why they'd be loyal to Gus Edwards because he did produce for them when they needed him last year. But my guy actually that I wanted to bring up was – this is more of a deeper stat, deeper person too. I'm not – this isn't even redraft. This is more of a dynasty thing. Um, for dynasty, you should be making sure that Brian Hill, if he is out there, you need to go get him. Eno Smith got a concussion this week. Devonta Freeman, I think Devonta Freeman actually had a decent week this week. Todd, do you remember? Um, I thought he, I thought he had a decent week, or at least he, um, yeah, I thought he had a decent week. I but, think so too. Um, I'll look it up. I was, like I said, I was on vacation, so I missed some some of the games. I didn't see a lot, and uh, I'm out of data. I was watching too much Red Zone without Wi-Fi, so I'm out of data. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so Brian Hill, he was just a he could catch. He was a multi, you know, he could he was a he could had a lot of carries in college, but he also had a decent amount of targets and, and receptions in college, um, and he had some decent athleticism. So 
I know we I know Atlanta has looked shaky at times. They're not as we thought they were, you know, I've heard like, you know, Matt Kelly, the podfather say that he thought Atlanta was going to be the the KFC, the uh, the Kansas City of the NFC or the NFC what, South. So, you know, just like that kind of offense behind Matt Ryan and um if, if Devonta Freeman goes down, I think Brian Hill is a guy to look for because he has he does have um multi-dimensional ta- like or he can be used in both the run and pass game, so let's say. Yeah. No, no, I like I like that a lot. Like, cause I think Brian Hill, the only reason in redraft, like, uh, well, actually, I think it, I I think you got to go find Brian Hill if it's a deep if it's a deep roster, but um, I do like him. I do like him as a speculative pick in dynasty. He's a must go grab if he's yeah. if he's there for he should be. Reason. He probably should have been. He should be owned. He, he yeah, should I, absolutely yeah. be owned. I almost dropped him and then I was like, ah, I can't drop him. Yeah. Like, so yeah. But, um, so no, I like that pick a lot. I like that a lot. All right. Um, so we're getting close to our time limit here, Todd. You want to run through wide receivers real quick? And, yeah. Uh... All right. So I'm really excited to talk about this guy. It was a guy that I, I really wanted um, to be good this year. I wanted Matson so bad as my cook backup in my rookie draft. He went one pick before me. I ended up with Deontay Johnson. And it was the kind of guy that, like, you know, he was my runner-up prize. And I just fell in love with this guy's tape. I watched so many YouTube highlights of him. And, like, the numbers he put up in college are great. So now it looks like he's going to be one of the uh, the wideouts on the uh, the outside for the Steelers. They're going to be trying to move Juju more into the inside. And uh, he's going to be a starter. And he's, he's owning 4% of leagues. He's absolutely somebody to go out and get. He could have value right now, but he's absolutely a stash for um, – for future weeks as he's like building up his role. I love, love that pickup. I do think he could have some immediate impact, but he absolutely should later on. And if you have a, I say like if you have seven bench spots, you should make room for him. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, hopefully he, you know, maybe he has some chemistry with Mason Rudolph, you know, Mason Rudolph uh, didn't look the best, but I, I liked my, I think we both like Mason Rudolph coming out. So hopefully he just gets better. So, yeah. yeah, I like it, Todd. It's a deep stash. Why not? It's a deep league. Why yep. not? 14-teamer. Right. And then my other one who's um just real quick was like my – if you're looking to get a guy right now who has a good position and could – you could – you're looking for – you're desperate for a wide three. You need somebody to start immediately. Philip Dorsett. Oh, well, I think – yeah, I 100% agree. I, I started Philip Dorsett in a couple league – well, one league this week that I needed him. And he – and – what, yeah. you, you you start filter set in the in the games where you know the pass will be passing a lot. I feel like yeah, and I mean the I actually didn't have him as my pick until in our week. I I was looking at like available players, and then I looked at all players, and I saw filter set's ownership was thirty two percent. But I also could understand that with like all the stuff that was happening with AB and all that, and it's kind of catching up. He he's got a role in that offense. So it's like a soft schedule for you know. So yeah, yeah. So why not? Yeah. That that that's a great pickup for Y three. So what do you yeah. got, Dave? So I only have one player right now. I I, I dug a, a lot. So the problem is, is this is just speaks to my overall philosophy and waivers. I like to invest a lot early on to those guys that could be hot going on the DJ Charks, the tr- uh, the yep. The, uh, the what's his name in Washington? Um, my love, love of my life, Todd. What's his name? <laughs> the wide receiver. Oh, um, McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry yeah. McLaurin. Um, goodness, I black. You know, sometimes I'm a little lovesick because he hasn't produced too much on Monday Night Football from what oh. I've been seeing. But uh, 
David anyway, loves sick. Yeah, uh, you know, forlorn, forsaken lover. I don't know. I, anyway, not loves, but anyway. So my guy actually it's getting weird. It, well, it's been weird, but anyway. So <laughs> Preston Williams, uh, the Dolphin. It looks like he's becoming. I mean, Devontae Parker still is commanding actually an insane amount of air yards and an insane amount of volume in Miami. But looking, I don't think it's going to take very long for press for. Um, you know Brian Flores to get and uh, Chad O'Shea to get sick of Devontae Parker in Miami. Uh, Preston Williams is owned only three percent of Yahoo leagues. Right, he had forty one percent snap share week one. Week two it jumped all the way to sixty eight percent, and now it's up to ninety six percent snap share week three. Um, and they're going to be playing you know in negative game script a lot. That's not necessarily the best thing because that means you're not very good. So the targets might not be as good or whatever. But at least he's going to be have the opportunity to get. Um, targets. He has 23 targets through three weeks, which is tied for 29th, uh, 21% of the target share. And he's got 296 air yards, which is 17th in the league. So, um, and he's, you know, he's, it seems like a good red zone threat. Um, he's being used all over the field now. Um, I like me. I know he's not, he doesn't have a very good catch right now because the QB play has not been stellar. But No, uh, it is not. But I, as a, you know, as a guy who could, you know, you know, especially if it's a keeper league, you pick him off waivers and maybe for next year or something, they got Tua and he can be your late round keeper or something. If he really balls out in the preseason or something, you never know. Like, I think if you're in a deep dynasty league, he's a great trade target, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and you, maybe what you throw a maybe a 20, 23rd, maybe, maybe it's going to take a 20, 22nd yeah. at this point, probably. And also, like, you know, if Rosen gets the ball and they give him some time, he could be decent you know so um no i love that the, i mean though the increase in snaps getting 96 percent that's a great pick dave and yeah, he I mean, and, and that's a deep dive I yeah like it. did i say he's three percent owned yeah so that's um yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's my thing todd i think we i think we're pretty good on time here we're, i i don't have anything else left to say as far as picks are concerned what, yeah, what about you I, yeah my last one's pretty pretty straightforward uh oh i thought you already had, did your two but yeah okay no, Let's I go. just had a tight end too. It was oh, Noah Font. Oh, a tight end. Oh, yeah. I uh, for a wider pickup, I think Noah Font is a good pickup right now. Uh, if you're really like um, really weak at a tight end, and you have some space on your bench, I think he's a guy that you could get in there. I don't, I don't love him against Jacksonville as a stream. That's why I didn't pick him as a stream. But like, he's a good player, and like he could like he he's already starting to get on the field. He was out the field for most of the past attempts. He. He got three targets. He put up like you know just under forty yards, and he should be getting some more work in that offense. So I just think he's a good guy. He's in eleven percent of leagues and eleven percent ownership. So he's the kind of guy that, if you're really desperate at tight end, he's a guy to take a look at. Yeah, I I mean yeah, and he's rookie tight ends. You like to see them keep to improving every week. Maybe see. Right. I think he's had a decent snap share so far. So he has. He has. And then the other thing about it too is is that. The reason I'm saying looking at him now is is that he's probably free. Like I In don't draft for sure, for sure. Like I don't think you have to put a waiver claim for him. Wait, wait, wait till waiver's clear. He'll pro- probably just yeah, be able to pick him up. Especially after he fumbled last week. Yeah, there's yeah, no way he's being absolutely. But um, yeah, I mean, I just think that like you're getting into that point where like you know you're coming into week four. You know, if he starts establishing himself by like mid season, like he's expensive. Like the moment he goes off, he's expensive. So, like, if yep. you're really, really, like, hurting the tight end, you're streaming, and you have, a, like, an opportunity to do two, like, he's a great, really good guy to stash for, like, 
a few weeks and see if something happens, you know? Because um, I feel like the the risk versus the reward is is worth it, you know? Okay. So, um, yeah, dude. So, I'm good, man. I'm good. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be talking about actual football. I mean, I love the preseason banter, but, yeah. like, it it's it feels good, man. It good gets good to get the takes off the chest, Todd. And know? Dave, I got I got breaking news before we get off. What is? I it? just got Christian Kirk. Oh God! Yeah, in that one QB league, right? Yeah, I traded Dak Prescott and JJ Arcea Whiteside for Jared Goff and Christian Kirk. I like Sell high on Dak, baby. Oh, I mean, I like I love Dak going forward in that offense, but uh, you know, yeah. you know, you you basically the second you had, I was uh, you had me at Christian Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, well, yeah, he's become my new Njoku. Oh, we should pour one out for David Njoku. Going oh, David here. Njoku, dude. Yeah. That was rough. So, All right. Well, yep. David, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, so uh, you can find the show at, at A Tale Two Rivals um, on Twitter. And um, also we have a Gmail, which is at two, uh, Taylor Two Rivals on, at gmail.com. And then uh, you can find me. Uh, Dave Wright at space or FF underscore Spaceman on Twitter, and we're, you know we always love the banter. Any suggestions for the show? Any topics? Any any bits you want us to do? You know, or you know, heck, if you even want to uh, get on the show, maybe as a guest at some point, let us know. Um, oh, I'd love to do a guest. Yeah. Love to do a guest. You know, so um, I am Todd Foster, the other host, and I am at FF underscore Banterman on Twitter. Um, I got to get better with my my activity. Uh, David is ruining the Twitter world. So um, oh, well, I've been. I actually been in, in season. I'm not as active because it's just I my schedule so busy. But yeah, right. But no, definitely hit us up. And um, yeah, we're just having a we're having a day like just a good old time. And uh, you know what, people? All I got to say to you is, you know, don't give up on Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> don't do it everybody don't give up I won't co-sign I will not co-sign on that yeah, but yeah. do not give up on Kyle Rudolph <sighs> that, that was fun that was fun Kyle Rudolph will finish a, a tight end one I swear oh this this Alan Robinson sweat has me I'm, I'm dying here <laughs>